0: In the far future, faster-than-light travel is possible via portals called Stiffworks. Human and alien civilizations travel this way for millennia. Trade, war, and technology proliferate. Countless societies rise, thrive, fall, and vanish. Eventually, almost everyone forgets the secrets of the Stiffworks. Almost. 300 years ago, the worshipful company of still fleeters is formed on Spindle, a space station of unknown origin. They send fleeters into the void using stiff works in search of profit. It is 100 million years in the future. Welcome to Float City.
1: This episode of Float City contains descriptions of body horror, horror, extreme violence, and the use of guns. Previously on Float City, the crew arrives in No Laster, attempting to track down co-employee Zestano Nivelle at the request of the extra-dimensional trade lord, the Saffron Anox. He says Nivelle is mucking with a trade deal of his and sullying his hundred-plus-year-long business relationship with the company. When the crew arrives in No Laster, the jash-kakudoon, they find Zestano dead. Venus reweaves, goes back in time, to learn the identity of her killer and ends up saving her life, obviating two days of the team's original timeline. He and Zeshino remain in her apartment and tease out the mystery while the rest of the fleeters repeat for the first time their trek across the continent sans Venus. When they arrive, Oat has lost an arm, Mercus is tough, and everyone is cross with Venus for disappearing without leaving a note. As they're discussing their options and the conspiracy to kill Zestino and seemingly frame the fleeters a human, a Mulrook, and a hannah a clockwork murder bot bust through the front door this is the Nolastrian guard and they're claiming there's been a report of a murdered fleeter we join everyone now crammed into Zestino's flat tensions high
2: Merkis puts up an authoritative, but still adorably bulbous hand.
1: <laughs> Doing his best. Doing his best. Uh,
2: has a stern frown of Tommy Lee Jones now.
3: <laughs> Remy, Remy gives Merkis a thumbs up.
2: <laughs> We're happy to cooperate. Uh, but who is the missing murdered fleeter? I'll be the one asking the questions here. Is
4: any of you section of Novell?
2: Mercus points. Mercus. Mercus. Zestino says, Uh,
1: yeah, that's that's me. Uh, and she says, Who called in the who called in that someone was dead? And the Hannah goes, What
4: did I say about who is asking the questions?
1: She sort of like cranes her head around. You can see she's looking between you, and she points to the mound that's behind you in the corner. She taps her human partner behind her and points to it. She says, Oh, that? Oh, that uh, that guy
3: was there when we got here. (laughs) (laughs) Not that I'm saying it's a guy, necessarily.
0: I'm sorry. That that was um, a person who um, may have been insane or on drugs or something, but uh, tried to hurt uh, Zashtano here, tried to kill her, and unfortunately met his timely demise in the process. You're saying it was timely? Nice.
3: Well, it's <laughs> nice, untimely nice. or...
0: <laughs> no, 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 no. I like it. Look.
3: Yeah. I, so I, 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 yes, I, I'm,
0: I'm, I'm just trying to explain. We have different attitudes toward murder. I understand. But that was pretty cool. I'm sorry. We are with the company, all of us here. Can we see your order?
4: You absolutely cannot.
0: I cannot see your writ. Ha <laughs> ha! I'm sorry, I thought I had a right to see your writ.
4: Yeah, if you ask a cop to see the writ, they have to show you the writ. Everybody knows this.
0: <laughs> That's the law. But as long as I've been in the company, I've been allowed to see your <laughs> writ. You
4: have rights. <laughs> <laughs> and ritz i'll tell you what you can see you can see the inside of the station downtown boys lock them up
1: and you can see that the two Nolastrian guards behind her uh, start to pull out these uh, what look like restraints they're like two big metal bracelets with these dangling heavy black uh, like pods on the sides of them um and uh, they are um like advancing on you from the direction of the door and she's and she's whoa, keeping whoa, her whoa, pistol whoa. up whoa. whoa whoa
3: whoa 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 whoa. guys 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 let's all calm down let's all calm down remy's reaching for his wooden katana we don't need we just want to know what's going on you don't have to take us anywhere we can we can walk ourselves can we talk to your commanding officer or whatever what is i don't know (laughs) what the i don't know what you guys are doing here we i just want some more information right guys
0: yes 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 that would be that seems like that would be we'll
3: cooperate but you just gotta keep your distance because it's been a long fucking day okay yes There's a dead guy in the corner, you know? Like, it's a. It's. Oof,
1: buddy.
2: You'll be hearing from our refactor about this. (laughs) Mercus is shaking.
1: Remy, as you are pleading with the Hannah. I would not say. That's not pleading. Pleading. <laughs> That's fair. That's very fair.
3: It's, it's more so, of a, a warning.
5: <laughs> yeah. So the Hannah's the lead officer, the one who's talking. Correct.
1: She sort of looks like if Nicole Kidman was even scarier looking and made of ceramic <laughs> parts oh and had like a like a severe black bob.
2: Wow. Extra Stepford Wives.
1: Uh, Like literal a robot. Yes. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Her head is attached to her her shoulders with these like thin black wires. And when she moves around, you can hear whatever the servos are on the inside like whirring. And they have these giant eyes that never blink.
5: Oh God. Yeah. Yeah.
1: They're legitimately terrifying to behold.
5: It's taking everything inside of her to not scream out to the Hannah. What's the oldest (laughs) thing you remember? What is the oldest thing?
1: (laughs) Remy as you are reaching for your sword and you are asking the Hannah to just hold on a second, like you don't we don't need to fight, the door, already twice baked, <laughs> is baked a third time. Oh uh <laughs> as a third person now pushes it violently and it just falls off of the hinges. It clatters to the ground, uh, and on the other side of it, you see, again, three people. The first up front is a tall, skinny, but muscular human. Uh, he's holding a long, skinny pistol that's wrapped in what looks like uh, like rope, uh, like it's a pistol that just has rope tied around it, and a part, of the, mm. part of the rope is holding on uh, like a strange pointed bayonet. And behind him is a short, stocky, uh, big drink wrangler um, who's wearing like worn leather work clothes. And a uh, smaller pink skinned human who is dressed similarly in like worn leather work clothes that at this point you might recognize as indicating someone's relationship to the sea uh, or, you know, like port work. Um, <laughs> they are also holding twine covered uh, guns, um, but they have shotguns. Um, and as the blue human, like, sort of shoves down the door, sees that it's already been destroyed, has already been messed up twice, and like, is surprised that he has knocked it completely off of its hinges um he comes in and sort of like looking at the door he he turns and he starts talking before he sees who's in the room and he says
4: zed you better tell me where boo wait a minute what do we have here (laughs) (laughs) i've heard of pigs in a blanket but pigs in zed's apartment
3: do you, oh God, Remy sits down.
4: Uh. Marcus
2: lowers his hands and his jaw is just dropped. I just, Zeshino,
3: you know, your apartment is huge, for one. I really like the decor. Secondly, what are, I mean, you could have not, I guess. What, it, what do you want? What is going
2: on? Mercus starts to back away toward the desk. Like, what's happening?
1: The Mulrook that was previously advancing on the group of fleeters flips around when the door gets knocked off of its hinges and levels his shotgun at the three people who have just entered into this room. And the Hannah is, like, locking eyes, um, doesn't turn around uh, when this happens, uh, but she does say to, you can't really tell who, but she does say out loud,
4: America. I'd recognize that voice anywhere. Put the guns down. You're coming with us too. If I pick up a loaded gun, I don't put it down until it's empty. You put down your weapons.
5: (laughs) Beta puts her, like, slowly puts her hand in her pocket and is clenching NTS.
0: (gasps) Venus moves kind of to the side of the room, just out of the line of direct (laughs) fire between these two groups.
5: Yeah, Murgis uh, backs
2: up toward the desk and is trying to reach for something.
0: Uh, Remy Remy stands up,
3: and uh, he uh, starts fiddling with his uh, endothermic grenade maker.
1: Zestino puts her hands up and gets a big smile on her face. She looks back and forth at the group of you, at the Hannah, and at this man that the Hannah has just referred to as Canary, and she says, she looks at Canary, and she says, Canary, your timing is not very good. Uh... <laughs> what uh, what can I do for you?
4: The only thing I want everybody to do is to stay cool and have these law boys put down their weapons.
1: Now, you and I both know that they are not going to do that. And if you would <laughs> like to leave alive... I'm going to guess that the Nolastrian guard here will be happy enough to escort us to the station uh, and that will be their win for the day and that they will just let you, and she's looking at the Hannah now, looking back and forth between the Hannah and the Mulrook and the human, let you go on your way so as to avoid further complication.
4: I might be amenable to that, perhaps,
6: uh, and you can see that he, like, sort of, like, un- like begins to uncock one of his weapons. Like, you can hear, like, the energy just begin to power down in the uh, sort of uh, flat, uh, matte gray tube that he's holding, like a baton. Uh, and then Oat says, yeah,
4: let's all just take it easy here. I'll put on a pot of
6: coffee. Uh, and he... <laughs> He he means to reach for the pot of coffee no. on the countertop, but instead his arm goes the his his new arm goes the opposite direction and knocks one of the cops in the shoulder. No! <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa,
3: whoa, whoa, whoa. He's a new arm. He's he's No, it's too, it's too late. late. <laughs> uh the
6: the,
1: the the cop Mike, you take it. Yeah, uh, so uh the <laughs> the human, the human Nolastrian guard, uh, who was the one that Oat was closest to, who was the one that was closest to the kitchen, uh, gets basically smacked across the arms and face. Um, and, uh, he, uh, like lowers his weapon for a second, but then stumbles and pushes into the Mul-Rook who had turned around to face the, um, the pirates, uh, who had just busted through the front door and is pushes him in the back and pushes him forward so that he, uh, just falls directly in to Canary, um, who falls onto the ground and, uh, there is now a scuffle. Um, and, uh, oh my God. when the scuffle begins, the smaller human fires his shotgun at the Hannah. Oh, uh, <gasps> well, I guess we're in initi- initiative. So I'm going to let him do that. And then we're going to roll initiative.
3: Oh, wow. Sick. Oh, wow. Let's go. <laughs> I'm very excited to use this grenade thing. <laughs> I like that we uh, we, we ha- we've had a, a like a pratfall sort of slapstick situation. <laughs>
0: yeah. here. Mm-hmm. I like that we don't know who's against who right now.
5: <laughs> yeah. I don't know who I'm
6: supposed <laughs> to be really. Is the rest of us really? involved in this couple, or is it You're just. You're very. You, uh, it, what, you know, it really. What does the word involved mean? I mean, a, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. A shotgun like,
3: went off right by your head. I feel like everybody's on high alert already. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right.
6: yeah. On the cultural level, does this necessarily involve you? Maybe not. And the direct, <laughs> demonstrable material. There are bullets level? in the yes. room. Level yeah. you, <laughs> are, you, yeah. are, you are. Yeah. You are.
5: Hello, friends, and welcome to the advertising portion of today's podcast. I'm here in your ears because I have an ad announcement. Do we get it, an ad announcement? Yes, I am making jokes. Anyway, I'm here to tell you about Realm, a podcast studio slash fully functional entertainment concern that's dropping a new sci-fi show called Control-Alt-Destroy. This show is about a world-spanning game where nations compete against each other in order to win resources. Team USA needs some help, though, so they decide to secretly bring in the game's designer. Is that cheating? Who can say? Is it cool? Hell yeah and she's played naturally by firefly summer glow okay very cool basically they turn katan into an isekai and if you understand that sequence of words well then this show's for you control alt destroy is out now hot off the presses everywhere where you get your pods and new shows drop every thursday night we put a link in the show notes for you so you don't miss it hell yeah control alt destroy do that yes
1: First things first, the... Big Drink Wrangler levels the shotgun and tries to take this opportunity for chaos to just take out the Hannah and just fires a shotgun into into her back and fucking connects. Does, Mm. like, you hear a loud thunk and you see sort of the vibrations um, all throughout her body. Uh, She kind of impossibly is not knocked down. Uh, She is knocked forward a little bit. She, like, takes one step as the slug round hits her uh, where her robot spine would be, you can see as much as you as much as she is able to communicate emotion um, with her weird robot face. Um, she looks very irritated, and she takes ten damage.
2: Whoa! Mm.
1: Um, the first person to act in initiative is Oat.
6: <laughs> I, uh,
1: yeah. Oat, 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 Oat do you need me to describe Oat. the scene? It's quite chaotic. Yes.
6: Oh. Why, Mark, that was going to be my first question too. Yeah. Would you just give us the setup here? What's the scale of the room we're in? So Zashjino's
1: apartment is, I would describe it as a medium-sized loft. You are currently standing in the kitchen, and you are maybe holding a teapot, um, and you are closest, I think at this point, to either your friends or the Hannah, who has just been knocked forward a little bit. You were previously closest to one of the other guards uh, who you accidentally pushed and sent flying. I would say the furthest person away from you is the is one of the pirates and there may be I don't know, like how big is a medium-sized loft? Maybe 20 feet, 25 feet?
6: Yeah, so we're all pretty fucking close. I mean,
1: there is not a lot of room between you. The fire marshal would be mad if there were this (laughs) many, if they came by and saw this many people in this apartment.
6: Oat says, ah, shit. And he, I'm gonna use one of Oat's moves. I'm using my character sheet. Whoa. Uh, I am going to, uh, like, grab towards the cop the Nolastrian guard that I bumped and caused this whole thing uh, I'm gonna reach towards them and like, is there a visible grenade on their belt a weapon that like they're not holding That's like in their pocket or like some sort of weapon or something the closest I'm really hoping there's like a visible grenade on this thing's bandolier or there's
1: something. no grenade you see a baton they also have the strange kind of manacles that they were approaching people with um, I think since they were holding those and then you pushed them. If they lost their balance, there's a chance they would have dropped them and they're basically just at your feet. So you can pick up these weird handcuffs if you want. Uh, you don't necessarily know how they work. They look very strange, um, but they're there.
6: Uh, I am going to try and steal the mana.
1: Okay. I want you to use your powers, but also I want to maybe save you the eight grit because I did say that they maybe just dropped them and they're on the floor.
6: Okay, so if you then I'm gonna grab the manacles easily, almost nothing, and then I'm gonna use steel to try and take that baton. Okay, great, yes, <laughs> <laughs> Manacle, free manacles, free space manacles. The baton is up to the dice. Oh, that's a lot. Oh, that's a lot of grit. Um, okay, so I burned seven grit, uh, Ooh. and now 13. <laughs>
1: You very handily pilfer that um, that baton. There is a weird kind of confusing rubber loop that holds it onto uh, their belt, uh, which explains why they can be knocked over and it hasn't fallen off, um, but your um, nimble other fingers are able to undo it with a plumb and you now have uh, a baton um, that uh, has a switch on the bottom of it. You do not know what the switch does, uh, but uh, yeah, um, it's otherwise just a a long piece of molded, feels like metal. Wow.
6: Uh, I grab those things, like jump in, grab those things, and then I start uh, backing up until I'm sort of with the rest of the group, and I say I am so sorry, I am so sorry, This is my fault, but I think we have to leave right now.
1: Uh, The next person to act is Canary, uh, who is just going to roll combat to grapple and try to get out of this um, tangle with the guard. Interesting. Uh, so Canary rolled an eight, and the mora guard that is on top of him, uh, that was pushed on top of him by his human partner, rolled a one. Oh. So the mora guard was not planning on being involved in this fracas, but <laughs> is basically t- tried to take this opportunity, uh, was holding the manacles, um, you know, had their gun um, slung on their side, to try to restrain Canary, and so that's what the grapple was, uh, to try to just get his hands into the manacles, and, um, you know, from those of you who are looking, it seems like try to, like, affix them to the floor, uh, like, you know, pushing these weird balls that are on the either other side of them, like, up against the, you know, down into the floorboards. And Canary is very tall and very lanky. And the rook, as previously described, they are sturdy, but they're, they're pretty short. Uh, and Canary, it turns out, is able to maneuver pretty easily with this person on top of him. I mean, he does it without pageantry. So if you're not paying attention, you might not even see him very easily take a knife out of his uh, uh, pouch on his side and uh, just stab this rook in the side several times. <gasps> Oh, nice. Oh. Uh, there is dark blood uh, pooling uh, again from a Molruk in Zestino's apartment.
2: Oh, no. Uh, the Bad optics. Next,
1: the <laughs> next person to act is the Molruk guard, uh, who is going to try to continue manacling Canary, even though he is being stabbed. Um, oh, my
2: God. Such violence.
1: He succeeds. Uh, so Canary um, manages to do, hold on, Dang. Okay. Canary does nine damage. Uh, Canary is, like, s- stabbing this guy in the ribs and uh, is trying to, yeah, is just being merciless. The Mulrook is just trying to power through it to get his, to, like, grab a hand and put it in the manacle and grab the other hand and put it in the manacle. And he manages, he's very strong. Uh, he manages to do it. And you see, after he has both of Canary's hands in this weird thing, and he pushes them above his head, uh, he smashes those two bar- balls that are on either side of these strange handcuffs into the floor and you hear this um, you hear this strange kind of electronic um, like kind of motor noise followed by a little whirr and even though it doesn't look like anything has changed canary obviously cannot move his hands uh, he it looks like he's been somehow just affixed to the floor uh, and the the mole rook is on top of him uh, yeah he seems like he's gonna try to get up but he's got other stuff he's got to do the next person to act is the Hannah um who uh is just gonna turn around and is gonna take a shot at Canary uh with her very fancy looking laser pistol. is going to not be able to dodge, I guess. What do we do in this situation? Do I even give him the opportunity to move?
5: Yeah.
6: Um
1: I'm yeah, I'm gonna say that she maybe just connects because he can't go anywhere.
2: Yeah. Wow. This is so interesting. <laughs> All these NPCs like the, acting before us. I like that we're just
1: yeah. watching
3: this
0: kind of like
3: horrified. Right.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just backing away like. Huh?
0: Right. This is kind of what would happen, though. I'm, I'm kind of glad that we rolled lower on the, <laughs> yeah, because it makes sense that this couple would start where it where it starts.
1: She levels her pistol. You can see with pinpoint accuracy. She does not waver. She does not over aim. Her hands do not shake in one one millimeter. She just moves the position of her gun and shoots Canary expertly uh, in the knee that is sticking out from underneath the mole rook and basically just obliterates his leg. <laughs> uh, the next person to wow. act is mercus
2: holy shit oh
3: boy
1: there's a <laughs> lot going it. on but
2: well okay you have a mustache um mercus takes a free action called reposition which is l- literally expertly casing the chaos around you so he he burns six grit and he gains an extra d12 to use on any roll going forward <laughs> it's like a boost nice um, incredible but he's backing up toward the desk. Um, What is the window situation like?
1: There's one single window and it's at the front of the apartment. So that is kind of diagonal From uh, from from the writing desk. The blinds are closed. So there's like dark curtains over them.
2: Oh my goodness. What is on the desk behind him?
1: Bunch of papers, lamp, uh, uh, letter opener. Uh, uh, you could you could go through the desk if you want to see if there's anything in there. There's uh, three drawers on either side and a big middle drawer across the top.
2: Yeah, um, he's gonna go through all the drawers and grabs the letter opener. <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah, I'll let you grab the letter opener for free. Um, roll movement, and the higher you get, the more drawers you are able to go through.
2: Okay. For um, one, got a seven.
1: You go through literally every drawer. <laughs> there are seven <laughs> drawers, and you move fast enough. It's those sticky fingers. You don't have to fiddle with any of the knobs Mm-mm. or anything. <laughs> So it's interesting that you did this. You find mostly paperwork and like garbage and a bunch of old music cartridges and some zines that Zestanil <laughs> has collected but not filed into her <laughs> library uh, that is to your left. But in the Ow. bottommost drawer on the right hand side, you find two things. You find a bottle of rock, R-A-Q, uh, which is a liquor uh, that is made on uh, Kakudun uh, from like this weird local seed. And you find an extremely ornate laser pistol uh, that is obviously of late Technian design. Uh, do you pull it out of the of the desk?
2: Murgis marvels at it and discreetly turns around okay. and does not pull it out
1: got it. You're looking down on it. It's, it looks huge. It looks very big. It looks like it's been modified, but it looks very ornate. It's got a lot of very fancy, swirly, like bronze and gold, um, on it. And it's, you can see there's like a bunch of gearing mechanisms in it. Uh, so it looks a little complicated.
2: Uh, he slips the letter opener into, uh, a pocket, um, but then looks toward Jess Jadal to see if she's watching what he was doing.
1: Uh, she is not looking at you. She is more at what's happening right. and when she sees Canary's leg get blown off she sort of buries her eyes in her hands
2: um yeah so what is everybody else's position so Mercus is at the desk diagonal from the big window
1: I think Zeshino is probably next to you to your right uh, cool. so she's you know maybe within a couple feet of you um I imagine to her right is a kind of scrum of a bunch of you starting with Remy
6: okay Oh just sort of backed into the general group of friends
1: yeah uh, and then there's the three pirates and the one Mulrook Nilastrian guard kind of in front of you, quote unquote, Mercus at the front door of the apartment. So up next we have the human pirate who was the one who tried to shoot the Hannah and the human guard uh, who is the one that Taylor, uh, that Oat just stole things from. They technically act at the same time. The human pirate is going to try to take another shot at the Hannah since he did so well at the mm-hmm. first one. Um, he he shoots his shotgun, and she sees it coming a mile away, uh, and just ever so slightly steps to the side, and a huge hole opens up in the wall behind all of you, above the head of the mole rook that's underneath the. How? Oh. Oh.
5: Jesus! Oh my okay.
1: God! Hey
5: now! Okay. <laughs> All right, okay, okay,
6: okay. okay. that's okay. enough. Okay, we've <laughs> had yeah. our
5: fun here, okay. We're guiding
6: the listener, teaching them how to experience this fight scene while it's going on. This is great.
0: Okay.
2: <laughs> Marcus puts a protective right hand across Zeshino's chest, <laughs> like <laughs>
1: She looks down like, what the fuck?
2: <laughs> this short lizard is trying yeah. to protect you.
1: You guys are actually probably similar height. She's very <laughs> tiny. <laughs> Um, the human guard is going to spend his turn trying to stand up he successfully stands up Um, so he has had his things pilfered from him, but he is now upright and trying to figure out what's going on. The next person to act is Remy.
3: Uh, can I gunch up as a free action <laughs> before I, like um, during my turn? No.
1: Term.
0: Okay. Uh, you know it's worth it to ask. <laughs> it's all happening so fast. I'll
3: remember this.
1: Uh, I appreciate your dedication yep. to the gunching, though.
3: Remy, I think uh, he he's he says I knew I, I knew I should have gunched up before we got here. And maybe I'll just use one of my fucking powers. Let's do it. Uh, now's think, the time. Now's the time. I think he's going to use overcharge. And the description is, you can will your blood nanites to do crazy things that are bad for them and for you and everything around you. When you overcharge, burn 8 plus X, grit minimum 1, add X to your initiative, uh, combat check, damage roll for the next X rounds. In addition, your offensive nano biopowers deal 2 times damage. 2 times X damage. Every time you overcharge, make a will check, you fail, you must act in some inappropriately over way on your primary passion, your telos. This can put huh. you or your comrades at risk. It doesn't matter. What is <laughs> Remy's telos again? Remy's telos is penance. So it's like testing his limits and what he can do. Like he's just ah. sort of like, this is all right. Mm. I think this is, yeah, wow. that's,
6: that's what I think when I think about Remy, uh, pining for redemption. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean though? It's like, it's
3: he he wants to see, he just wants to see how far he can go. So I think I'm going to burn 10 grit. I'll burn Kay. 10 grit. Remy like shifts his stance and like sort of uh, starts walking a step forward to the scrum and uh, I guess any, everyone behind him can't see this but his his face is doing the thing where like the nanites are moving very quickly and you can sort of see it's like his skin is rippling and uh, he's just like you can tell that he thinks he's, he's hearing like some fucking like heavy metal music like he's ready to like <laughs> shred uh, and then you see his flesh his skin sort of tearing off uh, and you see you recognize that the the, the haze that you're seeing is uh, nanites and this, the the skin is just sort of floating and it's bloody. Uh, so he's like got this like bloody cloud forming around him. And I think I think what happens is like his his skin starts like sort of tearing off. <laughs> I'm gonna Ooh. I'm going yeah, I'm gonna go for it. But like it's yeah like, go for it. Yeah, I'm going for it. And it's also like floating around him because the nanites are sort of leaving his body and like they're like it's like he's like it looks like he's powering up. Uh, is that my turn or can I do something else?
6: I think we need you to scream like you're going super saiyan. Yeah. Yeah,
3: well, yeah. I didn't want to use Super Saiyan as a thing, but it's like, instead of, like, an energy field or whatever, like in Dragon Ball Z, it's just, like, flecks of skin and nanites yeah, that are and, floating. Like, nanite, and like, blood.
1: Oh, like, uh, dusty, dusty nanite smoke trails. It's Ugh.
3: horrifying, and, you know, like, there's, yeah, it's it's absolutely horrifying.
1: Uh, uh, overcharge is free, so you can do anything you want.
3: Uh, you, it's like
1: you haven't acted yet.
3: Uh, nice. Great. Wow. Uh, okay, so... Uh, Actually, I have to make a will check right now just to see if I do. His will is also four, so. Oh, shit. (laughs) Maybe burn that remaining grit. Nope, because I'm going to use that to fight.
1: (laughs) So you're basically guaranteeing that you are going to act inappropriately. Yeah. yeah. Okay, got
3: it. We'll do it it by the book. I'll roll the 1d4, got a two, failed the will check. And I think what Remy's going to do is burn the rest of his grit, uh, three, and uh, use uh, charge. So I had, I burned three extra grit. So I have three to my initiative, three to my combat checks, and three extra for my damage rolls for the next three rounds. And now my nanobiopowers deal two X. I guess that's two X is just two times, right? It's not two. Two, yes, two X, yeah. And he uh, takes out his machete and throws it with charge at the back of the Hannah. So oh. I guess it probably looks like a bolt of electricity because- Yeah.
1: And she's like a meter away from you. So oh. it's like a very close. Yeah.
3: Oh my God. His combat is 12. 12 plus four. Let's Ooh. go. 10.
1: Yeah. She fails. She does not beat 10. Yeah. <gasps> uh,
3: okay. Damage she rolled equals a, D6. She rolled a
1: seven. Her maximum, her movement dice is D10. Uh, yeah. And she even has a bonus, but she, yeah. So I didn't I, give it to her because she's faced away. So
3: D6 plus eight is the damage on this. I think
1: 12. Woo. Whew. Uh, and this time, she falls over. Wow. the The slug didn't do it, uh, but you got right between two very important robot bits, uh, and the explosion of the charged machete just, you know, unbalances her in a, in the perfect way, and uh, she stumbles and, uh, yeah, just face first into the ground uh, right next to Canary at this point.
3: Yeah, Remy's I mean, just like, okay, who's next? <laughs> Uh,
1: And he takes, he unsheaths his katana. (laughs) So you have to, you have to act inappropriately with regards to your telos of redemption. I think
3: that in this case, he's just (laughs) going to kill everybody until there is nobody left. Uh, I don't know if that means the team is in trouble yet, because there are still some guys. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess also you should add three to my
1: initiative for the next rounds.
2: Wow. Yes, I swear wow. It's Joseph. a leapfrog.
1: So you will go at the same time as the Hannah.
5: Oh, shit.
1: Beta and Zestino now act at roughly the same time. Beta, do you want to go first?
5: Beta is looking around at the situation, and she is seeing clearly in her mind, these two groups need to destroy themselves, and we got to get out of here. And she wants to communicate that to the group, so she's going without saying it out loud. So she's going to mine. She's going to meld all six of their minds together. <laughs> oh, shit.
1: <laughs> That's Beta, Mercus, Remy, Venus, Oat, and Zestino.
5: Yes. So she's going to Ather speak them all together. Wow. Cool.
3: Um, I think. Um, I think actually, if you try and touch Remy, you just get a wall of static because there's nothing going on in his mind.
5: Oh, I can't Arthur speak with you right now? I mean, I feel
3: like, no, I'm sure, I I just assume he's like not.
5: (laughs) He is the unmuted
2: one on the Zoom call. You know, that's like moving around and stuff.
6: Yeah, we can hear his id breathing. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I like that a lot. That's a good idea, It just
1: sounds like the inside of someone's pocket, but it's the inside of Remy's brain.
5: Yeah. (laughs) That's six. So I burned six grits. Oh my God. (laughs) I love this. (laughs) So that is 18. And that's six. So we can talk. We're level two. Yeah. Yes. Eight minutes. Okay, everyone. Sorry. Sorry to do this. Uh, I know we did. I know we talk a lot about not me just popping into your minds and I haven't (laughs) quite got the boundary situation uh, with this quite figured out. But we need both of these groups to uh, destroy one another. And then we need to get the heck out of here. Can you see what I'm thinking? Yes. Yes. Do not look. Whoa! How are you hungry right now? Come on! <laughs> we haven't eaten in so long.
1: Is out going? Oh. Is out going through the drawers in the kitchen right now?
6: No, <laughs> no. Nope, nope. That's just what it's just on his mind. Right. Uh, but
0: in some embarrassing way, which I'm curious about, uh, yeah. some humiliating form of hunger. Oh goodness! Are all of us on here? Vinos? <laughs> yes. Yep. Can you read my yeah. mind, or are we just kind yeah. of on a conference call?
5: Yeah, everyone, uh, sorry. Uh, we're all together on this. I try to not... Do huge of us? group ones yeah. Oh god Marcus are you here? A booming voice <laughs>
6: <laughs> Affirmative beta I'm looking at that window
5: <laughs> Oh my gosh uh,
0: He changed more than I. Than he looks like on the outside
5: Whoa. Just Stone cold Stone cold
2: <laughs> face as he's doing this <laughs> Just boom Echoing through your heads Remy Do you come in Remy? Okay,
4: look, this is fun, but nobody look at, like, you know... Wait, are you not horrified
3: by what just
0: happened to Remy? (laughs) Venus has seen this. He is horrified. He is quickly much more horrified by the thoughts that Oat currently has. (laughs) about this pile of food (laughs) that he has somehow dressed as a woman and it's sitting in a chair by him and he's romancing it I think he's gonna go all the way with this food.
2: It's like (laughs) oh god it's really really tall like the (laughs) invader
0: An Amazonian food woman it's, that he's going to have his way with.
1: Get out or of Or vice my versa. Head. It's just cake that's shaped like the Onvader. <laughs>
2: okay.
1: The next person to act is Zestino. And in the interim, Zestino has noticed, Mercus, that you are looking in uh, the drawers of her writing desk. Uh, and she looks at you. And, you know, since you're close enough, she can whisper. And she, could, she just says, like, you need to prime it hand side, not the left hand side.
2: And Merk is just ever so slightly, just like they're gone. connected by the brains. They
5: could just say it out loud.
1: She does not oh, understand that yet. She has not you? yet figured it out. Oh, I see. Uh, you hear it, oh, and then she goes, "Oh, oh, sorry." And then she thinks it. You have to prime it. Oh, it's, it's not the right. You don't have to whisper. Yeah, yeah.
2: You're in their mind. No whispers. Just booming. <laughs>
1: Understood. <laughs> so this is a use of Zestina Nivelle's power called Give Orders, um, where she can give you advice and you receive plus four to your next attack. Ooh. She can't do anything else. This is the only thing that she can do. Uh, so her round is done. The next person to act is the big drink wrangler pirate um, who is going to... Who does this person identify as a threat? Probably Remi. Remy. Remy, I need you to roll movement and be five. Seven. Yeah, he uh, so he shoots you, and uh, he, like, loads the slug, levels the shotgun, pulls the trigger. There's a huge blast, and all of you brace for what has just happened to happen again. An explosion <laughs> in the wall behind you all. You know, Remy doesn't react at all, but the bullet just disappears. Uh, and you hear all of Remy's nanites just, like, consuming it and crunching on it as it passes over his shoulder and next to his head. Hey! Oh
5: God, is he going to be okay? <laughs> Why? Do I, oh he Is he ever really okay?
1: <laughs> he can handle it. Venus, you are the last to act in the loop. What is it that made you so distracted that you are last in an issue? Well,
0: one, the last thing I did was I moved against the wall. So I think it could be a couple of things. One, I could have moved too far against the wall and then like ran into, you know, a closet <laughs> or hit something off the wall and it fell on me or something like that. If it's nothing like that, then I may just be still really, really pissed off that I never got a writ, just Uh incensed.
1: Uh, sure yeah I think you're just you are you like pulling out uh, pieces of paper from your cloak being like trying to find local laws
0: yes yeah Yeah. maybe I, I moved aside before all of this to see to just prove
1: that I had a right to see the writ you walked over to the bookshelf to find mm-hmm. the legal standings for Cuckoo Dune, and you were like now I now listen here. yes well I that I happened to see that
0: she had some legal standings for Cuckoo Cuck, Dune as I moved over to the wall I figured you know they would probably huff and puff for a couple minutes so I could get the get the rule ready on hand whenever they tried to arrest us again
1: okay so everybody Venus, has been in the corner talking to a mm-hmm. book um, you are currently <laughs> holding a calm yes. um, when you when what's
0: really been? it's only been like six seconds. Yeah, six seconds. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I uh, my my guess at this point is that they are trying to kill each other. Remy is getting involved, <laughs> but I'm not particularly worried about Remy right now in this state. I think he could probably tear these people apart pretty quickly on his own, even if that's a misguided thought. I think that's a thought that Venus has. So he does, you know, uh, make sure that he's he's moved well aside so that he's out of out of a range of any shots. But does look back into the book or continue the conversation with the book uh, about the rule about um, due process.
1: All right, that's you, that's your turn? Mm-hmm. Great, all right. Uh, th- the next person to act, top of the initiative order, is Oat. Session Oat,
4: is there any back door out of this place?
1: She thinks at you. Do you see a back door? <laughs>
4: <laughs> that's why I'm asking! <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: let me just pull the secret the secret hatch, and then she reaches it's over. It's okay,
4: everybody, she's got a secret
1: hatch! <laughs> and she, put, she pulls down a book and then gives you a look like... oh
6: I got a plan, Oat. <laughs> what? We gotta break that window. Uh okay! Oat misunderstands and begins running forward with the intent to break through the window. <laughs> uh he is gonna run and try to hit it with the baton. One. I rolled the one. Oh, no, no.
2: <laughs> oh,
6: Oat bolts forward, and, and he tries to jump over the pile, the scrum of the cops and the pirates uh, to, to, to break the window open with his baton. Doesn't make it quite high enough. Maybe his balance is thrown off by his much, much lighter arm uh, <laughs> and the metal armature it's attached to, and he lands right there in the middle of the fight uh, on the
1: ground. You <laughs> trip You trip over both the Hannah and the human guard that you knocked down, knocking down the human guard again, but also falling yourself. <laughs> and now you are also in the dog pile that's on the floor in Zestino's apartment.
0: Not what I had in mind, Oat.
5: Beta, thanks. We need to get better at communication while we're all connected. Remember, everyone can hear everything you think. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the next person to act is Canary, who just shouts, get me out of these things uh, at, his, uh, uh, at his fellow pirates who are around <laughs> him. Um, the Molruk guard uh, who was on top of Canary um, is just going to try to stand up and cannot do it um, is still bleeding is not doing well um, is, Yeah. is is very very hurt the Hannah she is just going to try to beat the shit out of Oat mm. um, <laughs> now that he's now that he's the closest thing yeah. uh, Sorry.
6: No. you can hear Oat's thought he's thinking this is not Marcus's fault this is my fault <laughs> I mean I
3: guess Remy just looking down at you with the intent to kill. like you could just he doesn't really have a face. no thoughts. Head empty. It's just <laughs> one word and it's kill.
1: The Hannah, a renowned murder robot, feared across the void for their combat prowess, rolled a one.
6: Yes.
1: The oh. dice don't lie. <laughs> the,
5: the Hannah
1: The Hannah did not wow. realize just how hurt she was by Remy's charged machete. And when she tries to maneuver to get out, she does it in just such a way that her whole left arm, which is the one that was holding her laser pistol, basically completely disassembles. And falls off of her body, and it starts squirting black oily liquid uh, from the inside of her torso, and it, she's basically like now like pulling herself with her remaining arm uh, to you know try to get towards someone uh, that she can uh, exert some authority over. But uh, yeah, she's uh, she is not she does not look good. This is like Terminator T two thousand level. Like she is very damaged and yet still going. T- like terrifying, you know, Killbot eyes. The next person to act is Remy.
3: Uh, I guess the Hannah is directly in front of him,
1: basically at your feet. Yeah, oh like b- like squirting squirting robot liquid everywhere and I th- yeah. claw- clawing towards one of your teammates. I think he. Briefly regrets
3: destroying his machete because his sword is made of wood. Uh, and that is because it has a flesh melting fungus inside of it uh, that has a one in two chance of infecting any non informatic opponent. Unfortunately, there is an informatic opponent on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. I think Oy. here's what I think is going to happen. Let's see. I think um, Remi's just going to step forward, step on the robot, and uh, like calmly just
1: stab his sword at whoever's on the ground in front of him. Uh, yeah, that would probably the closest person, if you're stepping over the Hannah, is the human guard. Oh, shit. This is definitely going to hit, because overcharge. Yeah, uh. I might. I d- I, it's very possible, depending yeah. upon what you rolled, this person cannot beat it. So Fifteen. Oy. Yeah, you stab the sword down. Um, the, the guard cannot get out of the way, uh, but there is a lot of wriggling. Uh, so when you stab it, it down. It, it is
3: wooden, also. He's just going to try and push it all the way through this guard.
1: Oh. oh. You, you like, you know, go through like Oates, the space between Oates' given arm (laughs) and, (laughs) and his torso. Uh, It's like just barely uh, not touching your partner. With a 15, sure, you can push a dull wooden sword into flesh.
3: Ugh. Uh, yeah, and so I have a oh. 1 in 2 chance of infecting, I guess I gotta roll damage, but I have a 1 in 2 chance of infecting every non-informatic opponent with a disease that means they will die within D6 rounds.
1: Yeah, roll damage and then roll anything that's, um, It was 1 even. damage. Okay, he's done 1 damage. Roll a D6 and if it's high, they are infected. Please be high. Oh, I got a 1! Not infected. Duh. Infected. Yeah. Still horrifying. Yeah. Um, yeah, you push really, really hard. The reason it only does one damage is because it turns out the Nolatrian guard is wearing a, like, Kevlar suit, uh, so it's very hard to, like, actually pierce or something like Kevlar. Remy, also, what happens? Taylor, I'm gonna do it now. Okay, great. Um, Remy, as you're doing this, you're, you pull out the sword... You Push it down on the person that's below you. You've just sort of stepped on and over the Hannah. You can feel some of her synthetic ceramic Sarah steel bones like crunching, uh, like sort of a broken plate beneath your boots. And you're pushing against this guard with your sword, thinking, like, in fact, or maybe not thinking anything. Nope, just kill. Um, and what happens is that your ears start to ring you start to get like really severe tinnitus and it makes you a little woozy. You're still pushing, but you have to like lean on your sword a little bit to keep your balance and your eyes start to water. There starts to be like this really intense pressure in your sinuses. Uh, Like there's just like, there's something pressing on the inside of your head, and you also get, if you don't already have it, this really intense feeling of dread, or doom, like something very, very bad is going to happen, and it's gonna happen right now, uh, and that's it, that's the end, that's the end of maybe not just you, maybe everything, uh, like the world is over, you feel like you and all your friends, and everything you've ever done, and everything you've ever known for however long you've been alive is like nothing but an insect, and that there's just this giant boot coming down on you. And then the front wall of Zestino Nivelle's apartment blows open. Oh. <gasps> there is a huge force of something. You do not know what it is yet. Uh, you are uh, you are all knocked over. <gasps> everybody is knocked down uh, onto the ground. Whew. The first thing that you, when you sort of like come to that you, that you experience is this terrible smell of like melted plastic and burning rubber and it stings. It stings the inside of your nose and it makes your eyes hurt and you start to hear this really like awful sound like uh, like as many fingers as you could possibly get on a single blackboard. Out in front of Zestino's apartment, sort of in the space in front of it, uh, like sort of on, but also sort of through the balcony that was on the other side of the windows, you start to see this form unfold. Uh, into existence. You first see this like long wide uh, like tentacle or tendril it's grey, black sort of shimmering, it looks like oil. Um, It's like slick and reflective and it extends from this envelope that has uh, just um, opened up in space this long horizontal line uh, that's like, you know, maybe three or so feet tall and it just like dips out of this envelope and you can see at the end of it there's this long fang-like talon uh, and then another one sort of like unfolds from this envelope uh, and a third and then a fourth and it's and a fifth and a sixth and it's like this weird inscrutable writhing pile of tendrils with talons on the end of them just pouring out of this envelope onto the, the space between the balcony in front of Zestino's apartment and the apartment itself over the rubble that this, you know, thing that has opened up has caused. You can't see an end to it. You can't see a beginning to it. It's just this writhing, like, five or six foot tall pile of tendrils, tentacles, with piercing little things on the end. One of the tendrils kind of like cobras up a little bit and it sort of is looking around almost like a uh, periscope you can it's like it's sniffing or looking or something and then it levels and it points directly at Remy
2: huh?
1: <gasps> ah right the emissary this is the emissary
2: <gasps> oh, commercial break
1: shit. <laughs> is your underwear state uh, what are the- yes
6: <laughs> do you is this an advertisement for washing your underwear? Right. Yes, yeah. yes, it is. You could order a little man named Tony to come to your house and wash your underwear.
4: <laughs> hey, it's a me! Well, I'm a Tony underwear. <laughs> I needed my underwear cleaned after I listened to Fun City. I helped her. He was Tony, Tony, Tony.
3: <laughs> huh. <laughs> I guess Remy's still on the ground. He gets up looks at it and uh levels his sword i don't he, he's unsure what's going to happen but he's, he wants to be ready for whatever happens
1: the tentacle that was doing the searching and that pointed with its talon directly at you launches forward uh just flies forward and it makes this low uh, like wet whipping noise roll your movement and beat a five
3: I have no Mm. grit to burn, so you gotta roll (laughs) it. Oh,
5: but can you turn? Is is there time to turn health into grit?
3: Yeah, Mike, that's a question for you. I believe that you can do that for free. Okay, I'm just gonna do that then. I'm gonna. It's at the cost of three to one. Three to one. He's going to burn nearly all of his health. I think. I think he's gonna holy.
5: Oh, my God. Uh,
3: He's going to get, he's going to drop 12 health and (laughs) get four grit, and he's going to burn the four grit. You can only burn
0: three, right? Okay, I'll do three. Ah! Seven. Wow, that was... There
1: you go. (laughs) (laughs) You needed
0: those three.
4: (laughs) That
1: was so scary. And you, yeah, you do not know what, what, what happens when this thing connects. The Talon, the Talon Tendril rockets towards... You, uh, Remy, you get the distinct impression that it was aiming directly at your forehead. You managed to dodge it just barely. Um, it, uh, If not for your quick thinking, it would have been directly on target, uh, and it would have pierced your forehead, um, but, you know, dodge just a little bit, and uh, it, like, slaps down on the ground in front of you um, over Oat and the Hannah and the human guard who are now covered in this, like, gross, smelly, black something um, and it just sort of like starts to retreat back uh, into the writhing mess. Um, The next person to act is Mercus.
2: My god. (laughs) So that thing is blocking the entire front?
1: I would say that it is occupying a, a fair amount of space. Like let's say it's about five and a half feet tall. By like maybe six feet wide. And it, it, it seems like it's, you know, I, so I have written in my notes, I have nicknamed this Danger Spaghetti. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so the Emissary is like a always changing shape. Uh, but right now, yeah, it's like a five foot tall pile of spaghetti. Oh,
5: and remind, remind me why the Emissary comes.
1: Um, the Emissary comes when someone uses open mind because it announces the existence of an extremely powerful brain.
6: Um, It it announces to the creatures beyond our ken that you are there.
5: I see. It's like raising
6: your hand in a room full of hyperspace serial killers.
5: Wow. (laughs) Okay. Um,
2: Um,
1: I'm gonna just, just, uh, and I realize that this gives some people an advantage over others, so if you find this to be a problem, let me know. Um, But just for play speed, I'm going to say everyone can get up at this point as a free action. Okay.
2: Yeah. Mercus says to the the group chat. <laughs> 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 I can
0: take someone with me out of here. Who should it be? Um, Vino's pipes up immediately that she should take uh she should take Zestano.
6: Yeah, Oat o- also in yeah. his mind screams uh, Zestano.
1: Absolutely not. She's abs- she over and over again. She says absolutely not. Absolutely not. Zestano, not. they're here for is, you. No. no,
6: they'll kill you. Damn it. <laughs>
1: I'm not leaving you here to die in my apartment where I should have died. You saved me, and now it's my turn to help you. There's no way that you're taking me out of here.
2: Merkus looks to his right, offers a hand, and says...
1: Come with me if you want to live. <laughs> uh Zestino puts her hands up. You will have to you will have to forcefully take her.
2: Damn, really? I think what will happen is I can I can roll it and see if yeah. he can. Mercus is going to dive. Uh, basically it is a getaway power. <laughs> Um, and can take uh, one additional person with him, depending on how the roll goes. So he's going to burn six grit um, and make a move check. But because he did the reposition earlier, he's going to use a D12 and A is going to still burn six. So uh, he's going to burn a total of 12. Um, And then roll a 12. Four plus six is a 10.
1: Okay. I am going to give Zestino a chance to try to like wriggle out of this um, because she really does not want to go. She does not. This is against her nature in like every possible way. Um, She is not someone who abandons difficulty. She's not someone who abandons teammates. Um, She is someone who like stares down danger in every possible turn. Do you feel like it is more fair for her to roll movement to try to basically like dodge you and to like, you know, duck, duck away. Or do you think it's more fair for her to roll combat to try to like swat you off?
2: Probably move because he's he's trying to grab around okay. her waist, like like a damsel <laughs> <Okay>. in distress. <laughs>
1: She can't beat it. Uh, so um, she wriggles around and she like as as Mercus with his newfound confidence uh, is just taking charge of the situation. She's like, no, I have to step. I have. There's nothing. I need to help. This is my mess. And I'm going to clean you. You dive. Uh, how? Like, explain to me in as much detail and drama as you can muster how it is that Mercus manages to get the two of them out of this situation. And, and where do you end mm-hmm.
2: up? He. He just in, in the big group chat he goes
1: ma'am <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> and just uh, ra- he's short he has sh- very short arms so he has to get really close to her to grab around with both arms around her waist um, and like a juggernaut, uh, uses that momentum to run towards the open slot by the window uh, to dive out onto the balcony and down, fall down the stairs. Basically,
6: you're going over the danger
2: spaghetti, maybe next to, or it's the only like open thing, right?
1: That in the door. I mean, I can't. I, the the thing about dive is that. I cannot argue with it, I don't think. It's Dive. Yeah. Can't it. yeah. It's Dive. So I, can't, I love stillfleet. I, yeah, I can't even have the Danger Spaghetti be like, it's so funny that the Emissary, a much cooler and more serious name, um, I can't even really have the Emissary like try to swipe at you. Like You have to be successful. So yeah, like there's a little space that Mercus maybe just has an eye for uh, <gasps> as the Banshee.
6: Dude, you're a gecko, run up the wall.
2: Oh, yeah. One.
6: Yeah.
2: <laughs> okay. Do yeah, some, that's yeah, great. Do some gecko parkour. Oh. Describe ah! it for us. Yeah. With, with um, Zestino, so Murcus... who's
1: roughly your size, like under one arm.
2: <laughs> with long yeah. hair flailing everywhere. Um, yeah, Mercus grabs Zestino around the waist and just kind of Hurls them toward the the rightmost wall, and with his sticky sticky bottom feet, uh, starts to scale the wall, and has a little parkour flip from the corner to the ceiling and then out the hole in the wall.
1: You're on the second floor, so do you just like tumble down the stairs and get to the like the courtyard and
2: He's not he's not graceful. Um, but he just starts booking it and as you as you hear him in the group chat.
1: That was so cool. I'm so cool now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get to the bottom um, the like the street in front of uh, Zashino's apartment. There it's late, but there is a small group of people who have heard the commotion. I mean, a, a wall got blown open and there have been multiple gunshots. But No Laster being No Laster, like, weird, dangerous shit happens here a lot. For some people, this is like entertainment. You know, it's like watching uh, car chases on the news in L.A. Like, this is just sometimes evening goings-on. You're out on the street um, in NOS. Uh, it's, you know it's dark, it's getting lighter. It's probably like early, early morning at this point. We'll just come back to you like, yeah, Yeah. in initiative and talk about what you're going to do. Does that work? great. Mm -hmm. So the next person to act is the human pirate who is by the door. He fucking, he fucks off. He's not the, does not get paid enough to deal with this. So he sees the dangerous spaghetti blow open the wall. He gets knocked over. He was gonna try to shoot some of the Nilastrian guards because, you know, like that's a beef that he understands. They're pirates. They're police. They need to fight one another every once in a while or you know, so he has been led to believe through the adoption of his ideology. A giant pile of black tentacles is not something that he knows how to. To deal with. So he runs and he tries to follow the same path that Mercus did, and the Dangerous Spaghetti just puts a tentacle, like a tentacle talon directly into his spine. Um, and, uh, and like, and like lifts him up and kind of like wiggles him around uh, and yeah, I can't remember the name of the horror movie, but like, like you would imagine in a horror movie, you can basically see his innards just mm-hmm. like be squeezed out of the mm-hmm. hole in his spine. He just becomes no a, like a husk of a of a person. No fun. Uh, it's like squeezing a toothpaste tube, except it's all of the person guts.
0: What you want. Mm-hmm. Wait, what happened?
5: <laughs> Oy. No, don't tell Marcus. I you don't want to know.
6: Don't oh, use words oh, to describe it.
4: Shit. Oh God, we gotta get out of here.
1: The human guard who is, has the sword being pressed into them um, by Remy and is underneath Oat, uh, is just trying to get up and cannot. Uh, the next person to act is Beta.
5: Can Mercus still talk? Mercus still talk to everybody, right?
1: There's also a gun in the drawer.
5: <laughs> so Beta has just seen this go down, seen saw the guy get skewered and was literally like preparing herself to do heal on Remy, but quick instead pulls hastily pulls out NTS and presses the there's a button on top right
1: you can I mean however you want he'll respond it's nanotechnology so like whatever you're thinking like you guys are on a wavelength
5: Um, I press the button what Uh, I think is a button
1: Yeah. Uh, NTS thinks to himself oh how cute she thinks I'm a button
6: He, he he does not that's not what he does. Okay, <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Um Taylor, I'll let you take over NTS. Uh he yeah, he like floats in front of you and unfolds into his dark black rock ed 209 shape and uh like spits out his several nanotech uh stairs that you can climb into. Do you get do you get inside?
5: Yes. Remind me the will test that I have to pass. What do I have to get to?
1: Yeah. So you get in, you climb the two little stairs, yeah. and you sit down, and uh, the top closes down over you, and you lose all sense of self. Right. Um, you lose all proprioception as you know it. Phenomenologically, you are now a bundle of minuscule nano, um, nanorobots. Um, please pass a will test. And I would just like to emphasize again, right. please pass a will test
5: and to pass that it's six, right?
1: It's simple. So it's six. Yep.
5: Okay, great. So I'm going to, um, I'm going to burn six grit.
1: So just do not roll a one. Yeah.
5: That's, that's the whole thing. Always that's the game. (laughs) That is the game. Uh, surprisingly hard game. (laughs) (laughs) Will is a 12. We always don't want to roll ones. Did it roll? Oh, Oh, got a two. Bear. Oh, my Barely. lord. <laughs>
2: <Wow>. It like
1: <laughs> tilted over from the one. It was like a slow, I, time, oh. diver, time diverged for just a <laughs> <Nah>. moment.
5: <laughs> <God>.
1: <laughs> Shannon, please now roll reason.
5: Right, and then
1: because because every time you get in NTS, you have the opportunity to learn an additional right. thing that NTS can do. As he has yeah. a near infinite list of capabilities. Nine, <laughs> nine, great. Okay, you can learn three things. What am I going to tell you? <laughs> Ur- it's sign,
5: maybe. <laughs>
1: uh. <laughs> NTS is definitely a Gemini. <laughs> um, <laughs> good to know. Uh, okay, Shannon. Yeah. NTS has a laser cannon. Great. Whoa. Nice. What does Whoa. that mean? How does it work? How much damage does it do? What does it cost? Who knows? Okay. Shannon. Yeah. NTS has a power called lock on. You can spend X grit to boost a combat roll by X. I would like to remind you: you are spending NTS's grit in this situation, and you do not know how much that is.
5: Okay. Whoa. And what's the power called? Lock on. Lock on. Oh damn. NTS.
1: NTS. When you do this, when you do lock on, NTS plants its feet, mm-hmm. and you cannot move this round or the next round.
5: Damn. Okay. Mm.
1: So that's the that's the trade off. Is you can spend. God knows how much grit, but you can't move.
0: Spend a hundred grit.
5: <laughs> right. That's what I feel like. <laughs> NTS yeah. has a hundred. Endless. NTS yeah.
0: is the coolest. <laughs> yeah.
1: So I, I would I would like to, I would just like to be very clear that like you, it is when I say you cannot move, yeah. you cannot move.
5: Right. When you say boost combat, that means boost the actual combat rule. Yes. Okay.
1: So you're not boosting damage. Right. You are boosting the success of the combat rule. Sure. Okay. This next one is complicated yeah. and long, so I'm going to read it to you, and then I'm just going to type... I'm going to paste it in the chat. Okay. Um, you have discovered what Nihilist Protocol is.
6: <laughs> oh, thank God. Oh, I was hoping
1: wow.
2: for wow. Nihilist Protocol is bad. Is, is
1: this the one she almost... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that, was, yes. that was Dandelion Protocol. That was the Dandelion oh, Protocol. Oh, Dandelion. Yeah. Uh, you did not know that one, which is probably good for everyone. Um, Nihilist <laughs> Protocol. Oh, my God. For 10 plus X grit... Where X is the number of combat rounds or three second increments, Mm -hmm. NTS enters a state of extreme offense. Its plate metal glows red hot, though the cockpit remains cool, and will melt or inflame any object which touches it for D8 damage. Every shot becomes a lock on of value 10 plus X, the priority of which is determined by NTS rather than the pilot. (laughs) 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 NTS will also determine the the most appropriate nature of the attack, but the pilot may negotiate to influence its choices. (laughs) <laughs> wow. <laughs> NTS also. NTS <laughs> also gains the ability to fly momentarily and will produce atmosphere for the number of rounds specified. That's fucking insane. <laughs>
5: Okay, when it, oh, all this thing's with grit, it's Man my suit. grit for this?
1: Again, you are spending NTS's grit. You do not know how much it has, and you do not know what happens when it runs out.
5: <laughs> Yay. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, but for this, the X is the amount of combat rounds you've already done?
1: No, the amount of combat rounds you intend to do, and I would like to remind you that one of the things that is not listed is turning it off. <laughs> oh,
6: shit.
5: <laughs> Alright.
6: Oh shit. Welcome to Nearer the Sun Than Is Advisable. <coughs> oh. Is this your first time in Nearer the Sun That Is Advisable?
5: Oh, don't play coy with me. You remember me, NTS. How are you doing today? I hope not as busy as last time. Nearer the
6: sun than is advisable would like to know your location. Allow? Uh, sure. <laughs> For your safety and convenience, nearer the sun than is advisable would like to collect data about your choices <laughs> and actions while inside Near the sun than is advisable. Would you like to allow or see options?
5: Oh, NTS. I'll allow it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I like to think that somehow GDPR compliance has existed for like 100 million years. (laughs) It's the only thing that carried on.
6: Welcome back. Beta combat. Oh. Hold on one second. Yes, I would like to accept this medal on behalf of the Consortium and all of the city states of the Ork Province. Alright, how can I help you today, Beta?
5: Oh, there we are. Well, we're in quite a sticky, sticky situation, NTS. Extruding lubricant. <laughs> oh,
1: no. <laughs> uh, everybody who's standing around NTS outside, uh, a weird pool of clear jelly starts to emit from its feet uh, the Floor is now slightly slippery no. around NTS.
6: Um, Water-based lubricant <laughs> oil depleted. Applying oil-based <laughs> lubricant. Oh wait!
5: Uh, oh wait! I, I, uh, you see that tentacle, man? That's that's the sticky situation. Lubricate
6: jets will not reach that far.
5: (laughs) Got it. Can I act in this turn or that turn? Yes. You uh, may
1: act. (laughs) Getting into NTS is a free action.
5: Oh, damn. Uh, (laughs) Then I am going to fire one of the guns at um, Octopus Tentacle.
1: Okay. (laughs) What Um, is
5: it called against Spaghetti Man?
1: uh, The Emissary.
5: (laughs) Oh, right. The Emissary. (laughs) Dangerous
1: Spaghetti. The Dangerous spaghetti. Spaghetti. Roll a D20.
5: Let's hope she's big. Oh, 15. The the
1: Danger Spaghetti cannot beat that. Yeah. Uh, Nice. um, So roll an additional d20 for damage.
5: Oh, yeah. Come on, NTS, you got it. 19.
6: (laughs) Tactical Maser attack effective. Your session will expire in 10 seconds. What? If you wish to stay logged in to "Nearer Than The Sun" than is advisable, say "Okay." Okay. Session reengaged. You know,
5: every day is a mystery with UNTS. I learn new things, and you know, you're learning new things about me too. No response from
1: (laughs) us. The arm cannons, uh, daka, 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 and the danger spaghetti absorbs a bunch of huge caliber bullets. Uh, Visually, not much happens to it, um, but you definitely have connected. You've connected a lot. Um, The next person to act is Zeshino, um, who is just going to try meagerly to (laughs) escape uh, the... She she somehow manages to get even more. Like, she (laughs) repositions herself, and Mercus has an even tighter hold on her now uh, because she rolled a one. Um, You know, Mercus is just like holding her back uh, as she tries to uh, re enter her apartment. Um, The next person to act is. Um, the big drink wrangler pirate uh, who he starts going through his work clothes, his worn leather work clothes and um, you see him opening up these little pockets and after a little while he pulls out this thing that looks like, um, like a, someone cut a sphere in half but then also scooped out the flat side of the sphere kind of looks like a black plastic shell um, and he hits the deck and he starts putting it up against the spheres that appear to be holding canary to the floor. Um, he like starts rubbing it against the manacles, um, and, and saying under his breath, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on,
4: come pocket wrangler, get that hemisphere out your pocket and get me the hell out of here. <laughs>
1: uh, the next person to act is Venus. Okay. Uh, so Venus sees
0: everybody just basically trying to scramble to leave, um, with the exception of NTS, um, who looks like he's about to gear up for battle. Um, he thinks he's, he's done with the legal process of being arrested now. He's, he was actually wrong about that. They don't have to give you a writ. Um, <laughs> um, and uh, he knows that his, his mind drifts to a shotgun. He knows that it will probably do nothing to this massive super-powered tentacle being thing. So he goes into the drawer to grab that pistol that he heard about in his uh, in the group chat knows where the uh, latches or the the uh, priming uh, pump or what, what was it the button that was uh, that activates oh, right. it because it to said it everybody to
1: in the group chat yeah so he, yeah you know yeah. you know that the priming the priming mechanism is on is on the right not the left yeah
0: i don't know if i could do this in one turn but he wants to pull the, the gun out and fire it at the Tentacle monster.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you pull it out. It's very heavy. It's big. Uh, it's like a little uncomfortable to hold for how large it is, um, and it, it is in fact very ornate. And sure enough, it's actually it's not by the thumb. It's by like your pointer finger. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a little a little priming switch that you have to flick. When you do that, uh, a bunch of the ornate swirls uh, that are in this strange little cage around it uh, begin to glow, uh, and you can feel it start to vibrate. Uh, and yeah, if you can point it at whatever you want and pull the, pull the trigger, roll combat.
0: Um, I, My combat is four plus one, but I think I'm gonna burn six to add six to it. So that would be four plus seven. So I would roll a d4 and then add seven. Oh, I got four, so that is a total of 11.
1: The Dangerous Spaghetti cannot beat that. So, roll four d6 damage. Holy four shit, D six yeah. damage,
0: That's a good gun.
2: Damn. You guys are gonna
0: kill the D spaghetti, which might fuck six. up my plan. That is only going to come out to seven.
1: When it fires, it makes the loudest laser pistol sound that you've ever heard. Uh, This is uh, definitely a serious piece of weaponry. You are knocked back a little bit uh, from the recoil. Mm -hmm. Um, You didn't even know that laser... You thought maybe the point of laser pistols was no recoil, but whatever power provision mechanism is inside this thing when it discharges it is serious you don't even see it you do not see any beam you do not see a bolt uh you just hear this loud sound and then you see this big charred hole in the side of uh, the the emissary which very quickly closes up Uh, but you hit it dead on uh and yeah you did seven damage the laser pistol now you also swear would be like is like lighter hmm. uh, than it was before, and it's making a different kind of whirring sound. And the priming mechanism automatically flips back to the previous position.
2: What do we hear outside?
1: Yeah, Mercus, you would probably yeah. you'd hear like a, a very loud
2: pew. <laughs> <laughs>
1: The difference between the normal pew and this pew is the difference between Mercus's old voice and his current voice. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um,
1: and yeah, you see like a puff of, of smoke and probably a little bit of debris, uh, like flesh, whatever you want to call it, come off of the dangerous spaghetti. Um, but uh, nothing else.
6: Oh, I wanted to use that.
1: <laughs> the next person to act is Oat.
6: Oat runs and jumps in front. Of Remy to like just get in front of Remy, because that's all he knows is that this thing seems to be after Remy. Jumps in front, he pulls out the baton, he points the baton at the emissary, and he clicks the button on the bottom.
1: You click the button on the end, and it actually uh, lights up and begins to flash the whole length of it like it's a flashlight.
6: Oh, uh, hiya! <laughs> He throws it at the, uh, the (laughs) adversary.
5: There we go.
6: (laughs) Yeah, roll
1: combat.
5: Happy. We're doing pretty well. I thought this thing was just going to take us out dead.
1: (laughs) There's still time. There's still
6: time. (laughs) Two. I rolled a two.
1: The danger, the danger spaghetti whacks it out of the air as it, as it arcs towards it And you hear it clatter in the distance Mercus and Zestino A spinning Nolastrian guard baton um, Lands <laughs> slightly in front of the group of people You're standing amongst uh, The group is getting a little bit louder Minute by minute as uh, this fracas continues um, And a bunch of people go Whoa! And like step back As if as if the firing of laser pistols Was not enough um, When the baton <laughs> clatters They're like hey this is getting dangerous dangerous now, right? <laughs> Canary acts next. He is attached to the floor uh, with the polymagnetic um, manacles, and Tiny Pocket Scrambler is trying to ostensibly free him. Uh, he he still has a mulrook guard on top of him uh, who has not been able to stand up.
6: He doesn't have his hands free. He's got his leg blown off. There's a guy sitting on him, and I don't think he can do anything.
1: Alright, the mulrook guard reaches um, into one of the pockets that's in his vest and pulls out a skinny sort of Plastic square. Uh, it sort of looks like a square calculator almost. And he puts it on the ground and he slides it towards his partner, the Hannah, who's right in front of him, and puts it underneath her grasping arm. And he says to her, Use your code! The Hannah is the one that acts next. She just types in, uh, like this little thing that's underneath her hand, keys in a bunch of numbers on these little buttons. She is going to. Huh, three grid. She's got that. Okay. When she finishes typing a few buttons, um, the all of the little buttons um, w- go from unlit to lit, a kind of just dull cream colored. And she says, backup requested. And then the address that you are at. Shit. The next person to act is Remy.
3: Um, how far is he from the uh, bad jelly? Two meters, two and a half meters. Great. Is,
1: is the Hannah still on the ground? She is. Yeah, she's basically like underneath you right now. Yeah, so he's still in kill mode. So I think what he's going to do is
3: he's going to kneel down (laughs) and try with the last of his grit to use charge to fling the Hannah into the danger spaghetti. I love it. (laughs) <laughs> Are you kidding me? I, I <laughs> knew you we were gonna do
2: that. I, I had a feeling. I was like Perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh
3: yeah, so he, he kneels down. It's it's like he's like almost taking like a running stance, uh and he yeah, yeah, no, it's like, yeah, he, cr- he crouches down and it looks like he's like, he puts his hands in like a, you know, like one in front of the other, palms out, and uh, looks the Hannah in the eye, doesn't say anything, and just uses charge to try and blast her directly into the maw of the dangerous spaghetti.
1: This is like you're like tossing a drunk out of a bar, but you're tossing a murder <gasps> robot into uh, an unspeakably horrible extra dimensional being. <laughs> With knives, yeah. With knives, yeah. <laughs> So, uh, do I, I I guess, what should I... (laughs) I think technically this is. I would. I would describe this as a grapple. So I would roll combat, and she also is going to roll combat. But her combat is bad now because she is slowly disassembling. So
3: yeah, she's going to have a uh, chance
1: to not get it, but she's not going to have a good one.
3: It's also going to do double damage to whatever it hits. uh, Okay. Because I guess she might. Because the object explodes whenever it hits. All right. So I guess I'll, I'll roll combat.
1: Yeah, you guys have done very well. Have any of you taken damage? Yes. I rolled a, yeah. an eleven. You have literally the upper hand, and yeah, she's she can't she can't get you. She's also like covered in the oil that's leaking from her own body. She's like sliding around. NTS let a bunch of oh, lube, lube, lube out, so it's like just this is like a this is a disaster slippery yeah. situation now. Yeah, yeah you, she can't get out from underneath you.
3: So I guess she is launched at the thing and is going to explode. Damage equal to d6 plus one plus two. So d6 plus. Oh, Um, times two.
1: I do not think the Hannah is long for this fictional (laughs) world.
3: Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, yeah, I guess she's... Gonna get launched at into the maw of the thing and explode on the thing for sixteen damage.
1: I suppose it also makes sense that this is how much damage the Hannah takes, right? <laughs> like,
3: <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, like, I, I look. It's I, it, it, this. This is not generally used. You d- you generally do this not way, use objects yeah. as big as yeah. a person. <laughs> but I guess it's like half a person. It says any
1: object. This, there's maybe a sapient rights question in here. Mm-hmm. Is the Hannah an object? For game terms, we will say yes. Yeah, you charge the the highly beaten up torso of this Hannah who has just called for backup and you launch it into uh, the vicinity of the Danger Spaghetti who does a similar thing that it did to, or tries to do a similar thing uh, as it did to the machete. It tries to like kind of bat it out of the way, sees that this is slightly bigger so it extends a few more talons. What it ends up doing instead of batting it away because it doesn't realize how heavy and again charged this object is, is it just ends up catching it almost and kind of half swallowing it when it explodes. Uh, the hammer just completely obliterates. Uh, there's um, Sarah steel ceramic, plate metal, like in this uh, like weird uh, off white and pink color, strewn all about the apartment and the veranda or the balcony or whatever you want to call it. Some of it rains down onto the people below. There's this thin. It almost feels like sand falling from the sky, and like little sections of uh, her shoulders or her shins where you can see the steel struts that have been printed through her nearly indestructible ceramic body Um, and you blow a big hole in the top of the emissary and for the first time you have maybe seen it like kind of like lurches a little bit and it doesn't form itself back together as quickly as it has in the past but it is still sort of like writhing and slithering and there are still some danger talons uh, floating around trying to figure out what it does next Which it does right now. Right. Um, Ah. The emissary is again going to float a talon and it is going to aim for Remy's brain. Oh,
0: no.
3: Yeah. uh, I guess Remy rolls to dodge. Uh, I don't have any grit to spend. He has five health. This is going to be good. Oh, shit. Uh, Do I have any, do I get any movement buffs? All right. Hopefully I don't fuck this up. Eight. Let's go.
1: <laughs> the dangerous spaghetti has rolled a twelve. Oh, well, fuck. Mm. fuck. Hate to see it. Taylor uh, in the chat uh, raises an interesting point. Oat has stepped between.
3: Oh, true.
1: Remy. Oh, Jesus Christ! And the dangerous spaghetti. Mm. Um, oh. I think, Taylor. How do you want to deal with this? Do you want Oat to have a split second to choose to take the blow, or? to choose to dodge out of the way like he sees this thing coming at him or is he just not gonna not gonna roll and he's gonna be like he's here to protect remy he's gonna take it in the chest
6: i mean no one else has gotten a I guess we have given people a chance to dodge the attack. What, that's just a straight-up movement roll? That would
1: be a movement roll? Like, does Oat want to roll that? Is he, did he step in front of Remy, and then as the Talon is rocketing towards him, is Oat like, oh no, I changed my mind.
6: What would he have to roll to to beat, to get out of the way?
1: He would have to roll movement. I think the way that I would do this, and this is only because the Emissary is extremely powerful, I'm gonna allow it that he's basically trying to attack both of them, and that in the Emissary's quote-unquote mind, he's just gonna right. go through Oat to get Remy, or if he has to go throughout Oat to get Remy, that's fine. So Oat would have to roll oh the same God. thing that Remy did, which is tw- you have to beat twelve. You have to roll movement to beat to beat twelve.
6: Uh, this rules. <laughs> um, wow. <laughs> Oat intentionally got out there in front of everybody to fight. He's not in a running away mindset, so it 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 hits. Him. Oh. Um, so Ooh. the so
1: the talon rockets towards the two of you, and it is looks like it's aiming again, like straight for Remy's head.
6: Yeah, the the tentacle is striking from the ground uh, and it's going for Remy's head and right on that course is Oat's chest and the tentacle shoots out and hits Oats square in the chest and stops. It goes into his chest a couple of inches, but it does not come out the back and what you see next is very difficult to describe. Do are you all familiar with the actual like real world uh, concept of what higher dimensions means? Uh, when we talk about higher dimensions in physics, we don't mean like parallel dimensions. What we mean is that there are actually more physical dimensions than just height, width, and length, right? And that the way these are actually structured in the world is like, imagine if you're looking at, uh, and I believe Brian Greene uses this in The Elegant Universe, this this metaphor. Imagine you're looking at a very far away clothesline. It appears to be a single straight line. And there is an ant crawling across that a clothesline, right? Yes. Okay, so it looks as if yeah. that that there is one, there is one dimension that ant can travel in to the left or the right, the one line. However, from the ant's perspective, there's another little dimension the ant can go, and that is around the clothesline right? So the ant is still able to move, even though to us, it appears to be a single dimensional space, that line. But the ant can go in that little circle on the clothesline so that higher dimensions aren't parallel dimensions. They're actual physical dimensions that are curled and furled imperceptible to us, but very much here in our world, curled up in between the dimensions that we experience. What you see now is beginning at the tentacle that has pierced out and working itself into the nest of the writhing, hard-to-look-at tentacles of the Emissary on the floor is a great unfolding of a higher-dimensional object. What appears to be Tentacles themselves unfurl into impossible shapes that seem to get bigger as they move further away and get smaller as you lean in to look closer. It is almost like a great flattening is happening, and these new flat shapes that the tentacles are becoming both are near and far away from you, but they are without, it appears to be, any sort of three dimensional space, more like a collection of two dimensional planes. And this rapidly spreads to the entire mass of tentacles. And as it does so, the tentacles spread out into a flat plane that seems to go out across the street and cut into the building on the other side. Uh, Some planes of it seem to be moving orthogonally, rotating within that two-dimensional plane. It is almost like a three-dimensional kaleidoscope uh, of the colors that only appear when you close your eyes and rub your eyes very very hard and then the movement stops and these planes all just sort of fold away I mean, fall away and you can see that it's just like what was once this very complicated mass of vines has now become almost these oddly colored cellophane like sheets not moving of their own accord rustling in the wind the sound of a dropped sheaf of paper matched by the rising cascade of nolastrian police sirens. Blood begins pouring from Oats' chest. Oh.
1: You are now leaving Float City. Thanks for listening. If you like the show and want to help us keep making it, head on over to patreon.com forward slash funcityventures. $5 a month gets you access to a whole other show we do called Fun Chatty. It gets you access to our rad as heck discord full of very weird, very nice and smart nerds, music, playlists, and more. It is a wild deal. You know you wanna. Patreon.com forward slash funcityventures. And of course, thanks to all of our current patrons for help keeping this ship afloat.
3: I'm Bijan Steven, and I play Remy Tester on Float City. You can find me online on Twitter at Bijan Steven, B-I-J-A-N-S-T-E-P-H-E-N. On Twitch at the same name, and on Instagram at Bijan Cakes, B-I-J-A-N Cakes.
2: I'm Jen De La Vega. I play and Meldar. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at... Randwiches.
5: That's the word sandwiches, but replace the S with an R. This is Shannon Odell. I play Beta Combat. You can find me on social at ShowDell.
0: Hello, this is Nick Gercio, and I play Lux on Fun City and Vinos on Float City. You can find me at Nicholas Gersio on Twitter and N on Instagram. You spell Gercio G U E R C I O.
6: I'm Taylor Moore, and I play all the cool, interesting characters. You can follow me at Taylor.biz. <laughs> My name is Mike Rugnetta, I am
1: your GM, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at MikeRugnetta. You can find the show on Twitter and Instagram at FunCityVentures. Float City is played in a soon-to-be-released system called Still Fleet, which you can find on Twitter, Instagram, and Patreon at Stillfleet. This episode of Float City was recorded at various locations around Brooklyn, New York, and Cape Cod, Massachusetts. It was produced, edited, and sound designed by me, Mike Rugnetta. The horrent demon rose, surrounded with red stars of fire, whirling about in furious circles round the immortal fiend. Then pixel riffs down descended into his red light. Fun City’s music is by Sam Tyndall. Remy's flute playing is by Jake Fridkiss. Our art is by Tess Stone. Our discord mods are Olivia Gulen, Kelly McHugh, Kit Pulliam, and Kestrel. And the voice of Artemis is Molly Templeton.